Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Samach Aleph, Babakama 61b, pagination is 122, starting from the Mishnah, about midway on the page. <clears throat> there is a special exclusion of how much you're liable for in the case of a fire that did damage. Because of the Pasuk that says, O Hakama, that identifies the type of damage that was done, was like standing stalks. And therefore we're told that Kiseitsei Eish, in the case where a fire was lit in the person's own area, and then it spread, even though he's liable for what goes on to the next person's property, but there is an exclusion, which we should simply refer to as a Gezeris HaKosov, that's the law, that it's only liable for ohakama for things that are standing visible in such a case, but something that's tamun, something that's hidden, is a special exclusion and the person would not be liable for that. We'll have to see how that plays itself out in different cases, what happens if it's something that's normal to be there? At what point would the person be liable? Again, if it's a fire that's traveling, going from one person's property to a different person's property, there's going to be an exclusion of Ohakama. This is the way the Sma presents it in Tuf Yud Ches, Sif Katan Yud Aleph, says the Mishnah. Hamadlik es HaGadish, a person lights the produce, Vayu and there were vessels in the pile, a shovel or hidden items. We have to know things that are logical to be there, things that are unusual to be there, but this is the concept of Tamun, the things were hidden there. Vidalku, and they burnt. They were destroyed. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Mishalemasha Basocho, you're obligated to pay for whatever got damaged. It makes no difference. The Chachomim say, this is the view that we follow, that he's only liable for a pile of grain of the type of grain that it was. Now, indeed, if there was a treasure chest in there, then the space that the treasure chest was displacing will be calculated based on as if there was grain in that spot. You don't simply get absolved for the unusual thing and get off. It gets calculated as if it was Chitin or but it does not have liability for the treasure chest that was there, even though it's his fire that caused it to be destroyed. Skipping three lines, Umodim Chachamim L'Rabbi Yehuda, the Chachamim acknowledged to Rabbi Yehuda, B'madlik Habira, if a person lit a mansion, a building, Shuhum Meshalim Koma that he would have to pay for everything that's in it, even though it's Tamun, it's not visible, it's not Ohakama. 
שכן דרך בני אדם להניח בבטם because it's normal for such things to be in the house. So that even though you have silver or whatever you have, that's normal to be in a house and it's therefore not called tamun. Let's skip down to about 14 lines from the bottom where Rava explains this machlokes between the Rabbonon and Rabbi Yehuda. And Rava says, Bitarti Peligi, they're arguing in two things, two big considerations that we have to pay attention to. Peligi b'madlik b'soch shalom. There's one discussion if he lit it in his own area. And then it spread to the other person's property. Rabbi Yehuda says, You're And the Rabbanan have this exclusion learnt from the Pasuk of Oakama, only things that are visible that your potter by Tamun Ba'esh because it was hidden. That's Machlokes number one whether we go with Tamun or we don't go with Tamun. And there's a second argument regarding lighting in his friend's property, meaning it didn't spread. It wasn't a case of but rather he went over to the mansion and he lit it on fire. Rabbi Yehuda says that's like direct damage and you pay everything. Even if there's a wallet among the produce case, which is unusual, Rabbi Yehuda would say you're still chayiv. Only things that are normal in that application. So in a granary, there would be some sort of pitchfork, perhaps, that he would be obligated to pay for. In a home, we're obviously going to be more liberal in what's normal to be kept there. And therefore, he's going to be chayev if he lit it directly, and it wasn't a case of seitzei eish. If it's going from his rishos to someone else, there's greater exclusion of tamun, Otherwise, if he's lighting it directly, the exclusion of Tamun is very limited and anything that's normal to be there, he's going to be liable for. The Gemara on the facing page, Samach Bey's Ahmed Aleph, adds on another consideration and that is counting up from the bottom about six lines, Amale Rav Ravashi, if a person claims that he had expensive items in the mansion, would this person have to pay for it because he did this damage? He sold him. We check it out. If he's a person who it's reasonable to claim that he had such assets. The Islay Kasa de Kaspa, Inami, or Inish Mehemna, he's a trustworthy person, and it's logical that people entrusted such items to him. Then indeed, Mishtava Vishakili can make an oath that those items were in his property and he can take them. Vimlo, and if not, Lav Kolkimine, he can't claim 
such a thing. In the next session, we're going to explore, is it that he's not trusted? Or it's more than that, if the item is not normal to be there, then there are reasons to limit the liability. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining.